the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Happy New Year. Welcome to our New Year's edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Don, it seems, you know, an entire year has gone by like it was an entire year. <laughs> no, they're going quicker. They really are. They're going quicker. This one, the, we're, we're headed downhill and the sled is picking up speed. I firmly believe that. I can't believe a year has gone by. It seemed like we were just contemplating what 2018 would hold and here we are looking back on 2018 yeah and i just hope the bottom of the hill there's not a cliff or at least a, or, or a uh, forest of trees or anything that we're going to crash into right. other than a smooth landing but it, it does look like there are trees down there dead ahead it, it, there is some kind of obstacle on the downhill slide and it's either going to be uh it, i mean we're we're going to crash as a nation or we're going to crash as individuals uh that's kind of what i see shaping up but right now we are in day number 8 of the all important non necessary partial government shutdown my life is not essential. Right. My life has been devastated by the shutdown. How about you, Don? Oh, I tell you what, I have trouble getting out of bed. I have trouble, uh, you know, just really kind of contemplating exactly what uh, is ahead of us. Um, I feel a little like what the Dems are feeling all across cable news networks, starting with Don Lemon here. I'm actually scared at this point. If you are worried tonight... You should be. A political earthquake is rolling through Washington as the Trump administration sinks further into chaos. That that clip goes on. We'll play more of it. But I mean, that he really is the poster child for the last week, full week of the year in federal government started out with. Uh, the sentencing for Flynn that didn't happen, Michael Cohen's plea agreement moved rapidly into we're pulling out of Syria and the uh, Trump administration accepting the resignation letter of General Mattis. And then at the end of the week, moved right into government shutdown. The left couldn't have been more dire. I was interested. I heard who was laughing in the background of that clip with Lemon? Was that the was that the audience? Was that the crew? Who was who was who was laughing at that? So it could have been the crew. Uh, you would imagine they say in Hollywood that everybody that works above the line is a liberal. Everybody below the line is a conservative, and that means if they're in tech, if they work behind the scenes, if they're in the crew, they're mostly conservative. If they're in front of the camera, they're mostly liberal. That clip was actually harvested from the Saturday evening Greg Gutfeld show a week ago. It was a montage that they put together and that was greg's audience I laughing see. at don lemon well and deservedly so i mean the the 
overdramatic, um, hyperbolic rhetoric that there's been nonstop from the mainstream media since Donald Trump got elected. Yeah, maybe it entertains the troops. Maybe it helps keep some of their people ginned up. But I don't think that persuades anybody. CNN's ratings are at the lowest they've ever been. They had trouble accumulating a million viewers, which is a big deal considering the fact that they're in every uh, airport, uh, every public place that they pay to have CNN broadcast in, and yet they couldn't accumulate uh, a million viewers. They fell far short of MSNBC, of uh, NBC, and of Fox. Well, you put out that kind of product, and who's going to listen to it? Again, how much of that are you going to, does anybody want to, to want to consume? But it is day eight of the shutdown, and a little more serious is, okay, now what? Is the Democrats aren't, aren't going to concede. They're not going to give, they're not going to vote money for Donald Trump's wall, absent some dramatic change in circumstances. We can talk about that. And so our side is our side. Is Donald Trump going to concede? And I think that would be politically disastrous for him as his base will desert him. And there was some talk before the shutdown that he was going to concede and his base was deserting him. So he he can't concede. So And you were having this discussion before is, well, the Democrats aren't going to concede, so Donald Trump has to. I go, well, why is that? Why is that? Why, why, do we, why, why do we have to be less strong and forceful in our position than the Democrats? I don't disagree. However, what are we going to get? Are we going to leave the government shutdown, this partial government shutdown, which, by the way, uh, affects roughly, uh, I, I understand, 850,000 employees. Uh, 400,000 are going to be without pay. 350 are going to be furloughed. Uh, not coming in. So some have to work and not get paid. Some are going to be uh, actually taking time away from work. In either case, both of them not getting paid. So what uh, what do you do if you're Donald Trump and you're facing the specter of a house which originates all spending? They're not going to originate any spending with border wall, at least according to what uh, Chuck Schumer uh, said. Uh, if Nancy Pelosi and Nancy Pelosi seems like she's equally committed to uh, not providing any funding for the border wall. She should be committed. She should be committed. Here's what she had to say about, uh, you know, the shutdown in Donald Trump. In my view, it's immoral, expensive, ineffective and not something that people do between countries. Um, but in any event, uh, it happens to be like a manhood issue for the president. <laughs> and um, I'm not interested in that. So that's a that's a it was a tough to hear recording, but she's essentially saying that Donald Trump's stubbornness about a wall, which is immoral, ineffective, and a couple of other adjectives, is you know amounts to about a manhood issue because he made the promise and he's just going to sit there in the corner until he gets his way. Well, so we are diverting from the real issue because walls are effective. Israel's wall has reduced illegal crossings by more than ninety nine percent. For some reason that she thinks a wall is affected because her backyard is surrounded by a wall. So is that maybe countries don't do that, but do neighbors have walls between them? I guess she thinks that's okay. But of course, we know what was really going on is that the Democrats favor open borders and unlimited immigration to stack the voting deck in their favor, and they're not going to they're not going to change that. They now understand the political importance of immigration, whereas, and we have a clip coming up, 
later on, and probably in our next segment, in which we listen to Democrats before they understood the full political importance of open borders and illegal immigration. Let's take a pause here, and we'll come back with that clip after this word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590 The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want or anything that you need between now and your final day on earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM 590, The Answer. Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate, broker license number 01147747, NMLS and California Finance Lenders License number 603K610. AM 590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire Radio Show, the radio show from the most important political office, that of private citizen. We are in the final show of 2018. Uh, thankfully to our sponsors, Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital and Dean Safe of Car Star All-Star Collision. Uh, appreciate both of them for allowing us to be here with you every Saturday so we can kind of step through the issues of the week. We're going to be stepping through what we think are some of the biggest stories of 2018 coming up. Right now, we're talking about this partial government shutdown that's affecting all non-essential government employees, which begs the question, if they're so non-essential, then why do we even have them in the first place? Good question. And equally interesting question, uh, someone that I love to rag on, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, proves that a broken clock is right twice a day because she said this week of Congress, if Congress can't keep the government open, then there's no reason at all why they should be paid during a government shutdown. Does she realize that includes her? Yes, I hope so. I mean, well, <laughs> I, I don't know. You, okay, you're right. We're making an assumption. I'm making an assumption, but I would think that she understands that being a congressperson, uh, who, by the way, had to take a week of pampering in order to get her mind uh, around her responsibilities to come. It was kind of interesting. Taking a week off to read and meditate and uh, do some other things. But but nonetheless, I, I do agree with her on this. Uh, Congress, if they can't perform their duties, if they can't keep the government open and they reach an impasse, they should be equally inconvenienced as the people that are subjected to their inability to make this uh, become a reality. Well, I think that's fair. Let's come back to what we talked about before. Let's listen to what Democrats used to say about immigration and securing the border before they understood the political importance to themselves and their party of open borders and unlimited immigration. I voted uh, uh, numerous times when I was a senator to spend money to build a, uh, a barrier to try to prevent um, illegal immigrants from coming in. 
Um, and I do think you have to control your borders. People who enter the United States without our permission are illegal aliens, and illegal aliens should not be treated the same as people who entered the U.S. legally. The American people will never accept immigration reform unless they truly believe that their government is committed to ending future illegal immigration. Those who enter our country illegally and those who employ them disrespect the rule of law. And because we live in an age where terrorists are challenging our borders, we cannot allow people to pour into the U.S. undetected, undocumented, and unchecked. Hillary Rodham Clinton, Chuck Schumer, and Barack Hussein Obama. What a difference a couple of years make. Hillary Clinton in that was a campaign speech of hers. Uh, Of course, Barack Obama, that was then-Senator Barack Obama in 2006, and that was Chuck Schumer at Georgetown Law School in 2009. So about, you know, a decade, maybe a half, uh, you know, five years for Hillary Clinton. These people have completely, as you said, changed their tune about border security. Well, and immigration overall, because... We know that 80% plus of legal and illegal immigrants and their children vote for the Democrat Party. And we're bringing in, we let in about 1.5 million foreigners legally every year. So do the math. Unfortunately, Republicans don't do that math. And sometimes you hear talk about, well, we have to outreach to different communities. Never, very few ever raise question the basic underlying premise that we have to let in 1.5 million Democrats every year. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. These uh, people, when they come in, generally will vote Democrat, and that's because they think that they're coming to a Democrat country. And what party better represents a Democrat country than Democrats? Because it's Democratic, you know, we're a Democrat. They don't realize we're a Republican form of government. And so they should be registering as Republicans. We're talking about a wall. I stumbled across this little gem the other day. A lot of people don't realize, you know, there's a question. uh, We heard from Nancy Pelosi questioning Donald Trump's manhood regarding his campaign promise for a wall, saying that it's immoral, ineffective, and essentially useless. The European Union funded a wall that absolutely nobody talks about. This is a wall between Turkey and Syria, was funded by the European Union. It's 764 kilometers long, includes a border wall, electronic monitoring, and other high-tech features, but nobody talks about this. This wall works between Syria and Turkey, uh, obviously a war zone. But why erect a wall in a war zone if it's ineffective? And immoral. Right. You know, uh, aren't there morals in war? This isn't isn't how countries should uh, treat each other, according to Nancy Pelosi. I mean, Chuck Schumer dug his heels in on Friday night saying that there's no way Donald Trump gets his $5 billion. Following week, Donald Trump at a press conference decides he's not going to go back to Mar-a-Lago. He's going to cancel his trip. He's going to stay in the White House until this gets uh, resolved. Um, He actually did leave the White House to travel to Iraq. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, and, And, of course, the the press was berating him for not visiting the troops over Christmas. He goes, and then Soledad O'Brien has the temerity to say, we shamed him into it. As if you can put together a presidential trip to a war zone in 24 hours. Can't do it, can't be done. This was planned weeks, months in advance. Soledad O'Brien is simply using the opportunity to demagogue against Donald Trump. But 
then again, I regress. Okay. So what Donald Trump should do here is he can't give up, having, especially having embarked on the fight. He can't give up. His base will desert, will, will desert him, and he will lose in 2020. Is he and the Republicans, never mind the Republicans, need to be constantly making the case about the importance of crime, drugs, and controlling illegal immigration of securing the border. People want to secure the border. The large majority wants to secure the border. They need to make it about that. He needs to look at what some people say, and there's just an article in USA Today, that there are ways that he can fund the wall himself through other means, taking money from here, selling off some financial assets of the government. So push that. Try it. Worst thing you can do is get if you get stopped, you get stopped in the courts, but... Try it. You have nothing to lose by trying it. And then what he needs to do, if he wants anything out of Congress, is he has to change the status quo. The status quo now is open borders and unlimited immigration. And that's fine for the open border Democrats, and it's fine for the cheap labor Republicans. So he has to change the status quo. And he can do that. He has express authority under Section 1182F of the immigration law to bar the entry of all aliens or any class of aliens. Bar the entry, 30 days hence, or two weeks hence, of all aliens into the country. All immigrants, all temporary workers, which are much prized by business, all foreign students, which college student, which colleges want. Now, and listen to the screaming. Now, the, and now and President think, Trump... And, and, and now how, long President you, Trump, how long do you think it's going to take for the Democrat activist groups to judge shop that and get an injunction? I don't know they can do that because the law, the law is it, it could not be clearer that he has that authority. It could not be clearer. Well, he had the authority to do a lot of other things that judges had well, said that he didn't I have the authority to do. So what's going to stop them? I mean, he had the authority to do uh, what the uh, left likes to call a Muslim ban. He had the authority to clamp down on immigration well, from the, the, state okay, sponsors. Well, that, right. that wasn't his crime. I mean, this, this is literally in the statute verbatim that he has that authority. And then you, then you, may, have, you may have to appeal it. But once again. What's the alternative? Is it to do nothing? Is you just do everything you can. Push on every front. Fight on every front. Attack everywhere you can attack. Think of this. We talk about it. You think about this struggle as a war. Exactly right. I okay. don't, I don't disagree Make with that. Okay. There's, here's a point. You have an advantage. You, you have the ability to do something. Do it. And it may not work. But it's better than sitting back and just doing nothing, letting the, letting the shutdown continue. Well, I wish I wish you had a direct line to President Trump, because if he does have that authority, he should definitely use it. Because otherwise, and we, as you said, we were talking about this before the break, we're, I mean, before the show, we're going to take another real quick break here. But, I, you know, I do not see him getting any kind of an appropriate once once this Congress uh, resets and the new Congress is seated. Every bill that was that was out there that wasn't signed disappears. They have to start all over again, right. which includes the bill that's sitting in the Senate right now for a vote. They're not going to get a vote, you know, from the Senate on this. Well, I suppose miracles could happen, but I don't I don't see them getting 10 uh, Democrats to cross the line to vote for this appropriation bill, which includes giving Donald Trump his five billion dollars. So this bill says goodbye. Right. You're not going to get an appropriation out of Congress that includes any funding for the wall. Right. Well, if you do what I suggested, if he does what I suggested, now, if, if you want any immigration before January of 2021 at the earliest, Congress has to come to him with a bill that he'll sign. 
instead of him coming to going to Congress saying, please appropriate money, please change the immigration laws, they now have to come to him. He changed the status quo. Well, let's hope that that happens, because otherwise this, this shutdown will drag on. And I think the way that the political calculus works, he has more to lose than they do. Well, I think as we talk, I, he will lose if he if he if he concedes, he will lose in 2020. So he has nothing to lose. The longest government shutdown was how long? I do not know. We're going to have that for you after we return from the break here at the Unite IE Radio Show, airing on AM 590, The Answer. After this word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, here on AM590, The Answer. Let me talk to you seniors for a moment. Have you been hearing people talk about reverse mortgages and wondering what those are all about? Let me make it simple for you. A reverse mortgage is exactly the same as any other mortgage with one exception. You don't have to pay monthly payments if you don't want to. You still get a monthly statement and you can send in payments if you want to. They're just not required. So your next question is, where does that leave my kids when at some point I pass away? Did I just give their inheritance to the bank? The answer is no. Your kids will inherit the same amount as they would have otherwise with the exception of anything that you want or anything that you need between now and your final day on earth. If this sounds like something that might enhance your retirement years and you want to talk to someone who can make it just that simple, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturday mornings at 10, Saturday nights at 9, and Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock right here on AM590, The Answer. Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate, broker license number 01147747, NMLS9873, and California Finance Lenders license number 603K610. AM590. The answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we left you with the suspenseful question of what was the longest government shutdown on record. And Don said that was such authority, I assumed that he knew the answer until probably like most of you out in our audience, he was he also was Searching on the internet to try to find the answer to that question over the break. I, I actually uh, did a uh, I looked all this up. I just couldn't remember off the top of my head. But the longest there is a, well, here. Here's a little bit of trivia. There were actually seven government shutdowns during the Reagan administration. One during Bush 41, two during Clinton, zero Bush 43. And Obama had one government shutdown. Uh, there's a little bit of trivia for you. But the longest of all of these uh, happens in modern history. And it was uh, December of 1995, a government shutdown of the Clinton administration lasting 21 days. That's the longest government shutdown. But just a note to, uh, footnote to that is later on, Clinton advisor, now Clinton promoter and Democrat operative on, in the media, George Stephanopoulos, wrote in his book, Clinton was almost ready to concede to the Republicans in that shutdown when Bob Dole, Republican senator, leader of the Republicans in the Senate, conceded. And it generally, conceded, it generally agreed that the Clinton won the shutdown political battle as a result. So coming back to what happens here is you don't give in. You can't concede. Once you've started on this battle, you can't give in. Well, this is going to be a matter of time to unfold because clearly uh, we both have a little bit of a disagreement about the angle that this is going to unfold in. You bring up a very good point. Donald Trump could uh, do what he uh, uh, what you talked about. Tell the military to start building the wall and let somebody stop you. Or what about the GoFundMe account that uh, 
triple amputee uh, Cole Fage, veteran. He was a uh, not a veteran, but he was a uh, uh, yeah veteran. Uh, difference between veteran and retired, I get sometimes confused. He's a veteran of the uh, military. He's up to it was up to seventeen million, eighteen million dollars. Uh, kind of slowing down a little bit, but I heard legally that that money can't be used for government uh, uh, shut. And I've read other play people that feel that it could be that there's a little bit of precedent for that. But it's showing that look at I mean, seventeen million dollars. That's one of the highest GoFundMe accounts I've ever seen. Right, and they've been trying to suppress it. Absolutely, they've been tr- they've been trying to suppress it because for the um, for the Democrats. And for their enablers in the media and big dem tech, this has been a week of demagoguing all of these issues with uh, sentiments like the sky is falling. Here's Don Lemon once more. I'm actually scared at this point. If you are worried tonight, you should be a political earthquake is rolling through Washington as the Trump administration sinks further into chaos. I got an email from somebody uh, earlier this evening saying, this makes me very nervous. Well, stop, stop, stop me that something that'll make me calm. I got an email from somebody right. who said this makes me nervous. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that was James Clapper. And if you've uh, heard I got an email of, from somebody who's nervous. A, 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 yeah, anybody. Te- here, Here's an email. So to be true about that, he could have gotten an email from somebody saying, hey, Jim, I'm nervous. It's probably Don Lemon. It could be. We need to take a break. When we come back, you're in review. We're going to have uh, some thoughts about some of the biggest political news that's unfolded during the year here on the Unite IE Radio Show as we continue on AM 590. <laughs> That chance enough to send chills up the spine of every America-loving patriot. Greg, where did that chant for chanting the USA, where did that come from? I'm not sure, but it probably wasn't at a meeting of the Democrat Party. You are correct. It was not a meeting of the Democrat Party. As a matter of fact, that is is a, a recording of the troops this week, when Donald Trump went to Iraq and stepped out on the stage, he had this to say to the troops about the work on shutting down ISIS. The other reason I'm here today is to personally thank you and every service member throughout this region for the near elimination of the ISIS territorial caliphate in Iraq and in Syria. Absolutely. And of course, that's never mentioned in the mainstream media. Then that's a great accomplishment because the under Obama, he let that grow and grow and, and took over large sections of Syria and Iraq. And within a year of Donald Trump coming into office, it was largely gone. It's now about 99% of their territory has been, re, has been recaptured. Inspector General came out with a report saying 100% of the territory in Iraq has been shut down, 99% in Syria. And that's a great accomplishment. That's a campaign promise delivered. And he said, I will crush ice and we'll get our people out of that area of the world. He did it. Much to the chagrin of a lot of different national security people. Uh, in fact, he lost his uh, uh, Secretary of Defense over this issue, General Mattis, who uh, believed that we should have a status of forces, have have people over there in that part of the world. Well, it's Syria specifically. And, and so as, as you watched it again, the, the, the foreign policy establishment was that, well, we should just keep troops in, in Syria indefinitely. Why? 
what was what is their mission right so i'm not a, i'm not a, sometimes it's necessary to wage war and to fight what's the mission yep and i don't know what what is the mission in, a in war, syria in a war zone it could be anything i heard claire lopez who i have a lot of respect for when it comes to understanding the jihad understanding that mindset that feeds into it she was thinking this is a the, the worst possible thing he could have done in terms of pulling this troop out the these troops out allowing uh, Iran the opportunity to have their 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 say in the region giving Turkey the responsibility for uh you know supporting the Kurds in the fight who that's what our military was there to do was to support the Kurds in the fight against ISIS um I'm not going to argue for or against it because I think that there are legitimate arguments. One concern I have is that al-Baghdadi, the leader of ISIS, has not been captured and killed. If that guy is captured and killed, I think that goes a long way to further demoralizing this attempt to resurrect the caliphate. Uh, I would like to see that guy put into, uh, you know, given a six-foot dirt nap, but... Uh, as it is, we still don't have him captured, but the mission is accomplished. The jihad does not depend on any one individual, at least since Muhammad has not been dependent on any one individual. It's dependent upon the ideology, and just like when Osama bin Laden was killed. That was great, and he deserved it, and I'm all for, I'm all for giving al-Baghdadi his six-foot dirt nap, as you say, but that's not, that's, that's not going to put any perceptible loss or loss of momentum on the, the on the jihad. Well, you're kind of contra- contradicting but your no, argument about no. withdrawing forces because if it's never going to end, then we should have forces everywhere. Well, that, that's silly. You can't have forces everywhere. You can't fight everywhere. I, I get it, but this has been ongoing forever. So this is, see, I, I look at this as this is a chapter of the jihad that has come to a close and there's a pause button. They got to right. reconstitute it. We can take a break and give our people a break in the meantime. Absolutely. And we, we can't fight everywhere. We don't have to fight everywhere. But you are right is the jihad's not going away. And we, we cannot choose to disengage from it. We can only choose where and when, to our best advantage, do we fight. Yep. And, we, and we, we're still ha- we still have troops in Iraq. We still have troops in Afghanistan. And that's a whole other story, which we probably don't have time to get to and what we should be doing there. I want to circle back to the beginning. And I think this is an important point. It was, it was kind of the USA, USA chant. And when I said, I said that it's, it's not a meeting of the Democrat Party. But it really isn't. I mean, it is inconceivable to that these days that a meeting of de- the Democrat Party, the convention or the state party convention or even a local chapter would have a – they would be cheering USA, USA, USA. And that indicate that shows the change in the Democrat Party. I don't disagree with that. In uh, 2012 – at the Democrat convention, they had to take three votes and never a successful audible vote in order to put God back in their uh, platform. They had removed God and they'd also removed Jerusalem as the capital of Israel, both of which got put back in their platforms because it was uh, somebody at the top said we got to do it, despite the fact that nearly uh, that they could not get an audible I vote. They tried three times. 
And, and each one, each I saw that each each time the no's had a bigger advantage than the yeses. Yeah, they dug in, and so you're right. This Democrat Party is more and more filled with. And I mean, my gosh, Greg, we could spend all of Saturday on the radio going through every facet of how. Uh, this quote-unquote progressive movement. You know what I'm glad about? I'm hearing more and more people referring to progressives as regressives. This is this is a, a recapturing of the language of this because they are absolutely regressive. How else do you say that, you know, we were talking about immigration and the shutdown and this uh, very sad situation where a couple of children in U.S. custody have been, uh, ha- have died. I know you're looking at me like, wait, we're not even talking about that anymore. But there is a point to this. So Steny Hoyer wants to do an investigation, wants to investigate how in the world did this eight year old die? Fine. I grant you we want to make sure that that children and people in our custody are treated humanely and they're afforded, you know, every realistic opportunity for quality care. Well, by the same token, we had a 51 a year old in Tulare County, Tulare County. He's killed by a twice deported illegal alien who was released from jail after uh, a couple of days of hold on a misdemeanor that used to be a felony, in which case the sheriff would have had legal permission under the state sanctuary law to notify ICE. As it was, he was prevented from notifying ICE. He releases the illegal alien. The illegal alien goes on a personal reign of terror. That needs to be investigated as well uh, by Steny Hoyer if he wants to remain, uh, what I, I mean, intellectually honest. But they don't, hence... He's a regressive. That man, the, the, the American that was murdered, our friend Agnes Gibney's son who was murdered by a previously deported illegal alien and so many, so many others, are merely roadkill for the Democrat Party in their quest for political power. They utterly do not care about Americans. They don't care about the American workers who, according to a study by the National Academy of Sciences in 2016, lose $500 billion a year in lost wages because of the mass legal and illegal immigration that's going on. They don't care. The ruling class does not care about that. They want the cheapest possible labor. The Democrat Party wants more votes. And, and if Americans get in the way and Americans are killed, Americans are raped, whatever, Americans lose jobs, lose wages, they don't care. And that's why Donald Trump got elected. And it's those people that Donald Trump needs to stand up for, and he is standing up for. We come back to talking about the shutdown. Is He must insist he cannot concede on this one. The people that put him there are depending on him to fight for them. They are absolutely depending on that. I agree. It's uh, We're going to take a quick break here, and we're going to come back with a couple thoughts about some of the political highlights of 2018. And our next show, uh, we may talk about what the impact is going to be in 2019. What do we have to look forward to here over the next year? And it seems like one of those things is the never-ending campaign. we got a little break but we've got to get right back to it uh, here on the Unite Inland Empire radio show, the radio show for the most important political office, back after a message from our sponsor for this half hour. My favorite part of the show, All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. 
When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We had a quiz earlier about government shutdowns and have another quiz for you, Don. Who said, show me the man and I'll find the crime? Mmm, sounds like a special prosecutor. Well, actually, two people said that. Okay. The first person who said that was Lavrenti Beria, who was Stalin's secret police chief. Ah. Head of the NKVD then, who was called. And the second person, more recently, was Robert Mueller. Well, interesting. I wonder if Mueller has studied under uh, Stalinist regimes. Do you think? Um, very, very well, because and, and, that's what we're seeing. It's looking and, more and more like that. Right. And Mueller didn't actually say that. He's just doing it. He didn't actually say that. Oh, Greg, you had my hopes up. Oh, okay. And, and this is according to liberal law professor Alan Dershowitz, is they started off with Russia, and we know now that there was never a basis for that Russia investigation. It was all made up from the get-go, that they put an FBI spy into the Trump campaign who feeds information to Papadopoulos. And Trump tweeted out that his campaign was spied on. Right. And then, Turns out to be right. And then other operatives connected to British intelligence invite Papandopoulos over to England on some bogus speech right. and paper he's writing for them. Then the FBI spy tells him, oh, the Russians have Hillary's emails. They then go to a bar. They're talking about it with him. And Papandopoulos, oh, yeah, the Russians have Hillary's emails. Just by, by amazing coincidence, guess who's in the bar? Who? The Australian ambassador who was a top multi-million dollar contributor to the Hillary Clinton Foundation, who then reports back to the FBI, oh, Trump campaign operative is, is talking about Russians having Hillary's email. So then the FBI uses that to further bootstrap into the investigation. Then they withhold information from the FISA court. They get, the, they get a warrant to spy on the Trump campaign. And it goes on and on and on. More time than we have left here to talk about how this deep, spa, deep state conspiracy with the Hillary Clinton campaign to try to elect Hillary Clinton and failing that to try to undermine Donald Trump. They then launched into this Russia investigation, never any evidence, and there's been none found in more than two years. Now, and then go off and find anything else that they can find. So it really has become a show me the man and I will find a crime investigation. And what's kind of amazing to me is for a guy who's been in business all these for 70 plus years, how hard it's been for them to find a crime. Well, the New York, uh, the brand new elected New uh, New York Attorney General has promised to launch investigation after investigation after investigation into Donald Trump and his past business dealings. So, you know, your your uh, little uh, quote there, "Show me the man, I'll find the crime," uh, probably will bear some fruit because I can't imagine being a New York real estate developer. How many of those people do you think have their hands entirely clean? 
Or can you find something? The laws are so complicated, they are vague, they are subject to being stretched and construed. Can you find something? And at least two witnesses, Jerome Kersey under investigation, as well as Manafort, under prosecution by Mueller, have both reported that Mueller wanted them to lie. After June of 2016, Greg, the choice for president, in my opinion, became binary. It was Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. Absolutely. And on November the 8th, I voted for Donald Trump, warts and all, knowing he wasn't a perfect individual, but knowing it was going to take a brawler in order to engage in the culture war. This is a war on multiple fronts. And Donald Trump, in my opinion, has not disappointed. Has he made every decision right? No, no person, no human being is going to make every decision right. But at the start of his presidency, Paul Krugman and Mark Cuban, among other economists, said that the election of Donald Trump would tank the American economy. Both of them sold their stock portfolios. Both of them said that they were going to buy bonds. They even suggested shorting the American stock market. And the market from November 9th went straight up to the all-time high of 27,000, and it's been marking time ever since. The last couple of uh, months, uh, particularly the last couple of weeks, that market has been having trouble. But within context, 2009, the Dow and Jones Industrial Average was, do you remember what? Yeah, I don't remember the number. 600. At 600, less than 1,000. The Dow Jones was at in uh, April of 2009. The stock market virtually climbed vertically to 27,000, and it had the benefit of a floor of of multiple rounds of quantitative easing, unprecedented amount of of, uh, accommodation by the Fed, keeping interest rates artificially low. The only way that the American economy could have muddled through the weight of the regulations that the Obama administration had put on the back of our economy and the back of American businesses. Donald Trump promised to unleash all that. He did with the changes in the corporate income tax. Money's been repatriated home. The market has gone to 27,000. It deserves a break. But they're not going to give Donald Trump credit for the run-up. They're only going to hammer him on the way down. Remember what it was that the mainstream media cable news network said? I'm actually scared at this point. If you are worried tonight, you should be. This is... I mean, this is exactly what he has been facing for the last two years. So when we look at the year in review... This man, this president, has faced an unprecedented headwind from a a nonstop investigation that he's had to deal with, from, you know, headwinds of the economy. The the Fed has started raising interest rates for, for interest increases. I mean, we could go on and on and on. I am a huge fan of Donald Trump because I'm a huge fan of the United States of America, and Donald Trump is fighting for America, look at the way those troops over there responded to the commander in chief. He has fixed the military. He has brought back funding. He, I mean, he he even asked them, "How does it feel to have a full supply room?" And they cheered him. Absolutely, because that it was readiness. Supplies were severely degraded under Obama, as well as they were basically furloughing, letting firing large numbers of troops under Obama. But coming back to what the Fed, this is important because it's not just even raising interest rates, which are still low by historical standards. 
But they're also, during, during the Obama, is they fed, in essence, printed money by purchasing securities and just creating an electronic debit or credit on the seller's account. About, they amassed about $4 trillion worth of securities, and the Federal Reserve is now in the process of selling those securities in addition to raising interest rates. And that's taking money out of the economy. It's kind of like deprinting money under, under Trump. And there's a real risk here that, they're going to, that the, the Fed, either intentionally or unintentionally, is going to crash the economy. So we, we've seen a loss of thousands of points in the stock market from the high. We've seen increase in interest rates and increase in the, in the deficit because of the higher interest rates. I think that uh, Trump should fire this guy, the chairman of the, of the Federal Reserve Board, Powell. And he can. This, the law says he can do it for cause. And if this multi, thousands of loss, thousands of points down on the market, higher interest rates, slowing economy is not cause, what is? Tell you what, if he fires the Fed chairman, you're going to hear more of this. I'm actually scared at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually scared at this point. And they have been. They've been completely uh, uh, in his way. So let's take a quick rundown. Some of the most important stories uh, of the year, in your opinion. What do you got? Well, I think the House, the Democrats capturing the House. If the Republicans, even though tr- uh, Trump has very high approval rating among Republicans, the Republicans did not turn out in as high a percentages as the Democrats, as well as a huge fundraising advantage and other things uh, resulted in the Democrats taking over the House. Another. And that's going to that's just, and that's going to cause no end of problems. You think the government shutdown now is is a problem, and that's making Don Lemon afraid. Who knows what? I mean, I don't know if, if Don Lemon can survive. What's going to happen in the next two years? I think we're going to see brain matter all over the TV cameras. I think their heads are going to continue to explode. Okay, so you 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 mentioned the uh, the the sort of blue wave uh, that swept. What else? The ongoing immigration deluge. And whether that can whether that can be stopped at the border, whereas under the laws now you step across the border with especially with a child, and under how liberal judges have construed this, you you're let in, and all these people, you know, there's all these children here, we're now assuming the health care burden. American taxpayers are for all of these people, and why are we doing this? Okay, that's number two. What's number three? I think the gear up for the 2020 election. This is going to be all out uh, assault on Donald Trump. They have to take they, the ruling class has to take him down and they will do there's legal and illegal. They will do everything possible to bring that about. OK, that's not exactly a uh, uh, something that happened in 2018, but I'll give you a pass. What else in 2018? Big top stories. Thwarting of Brexit. Is the ruling class there in, in the United in the United Kingdom has systematically undercut and thwarted the will of the people after they promised. They sent mailers out to all the households in Britain before the election in 2016 saying, we'll respect your judgment, whatever it is. And they haven't. They've come up with this plan that is that makes Britain a vassal state of the EU. It's even worse than what they have now. So that this undermining of democracy in the larger sense is another top story. Okay, that was a top story. Not having to do really anything with... America, but that's okay, the U.S., but it, it is uh, a globalist story. Uh, what other top stories if, for 2018? Big Dem Tech. And after the 2016 election, we saw that the, the Big Dem Tech realized that Donald Trump and the Republicans had effectively used social media to promote their cause in the election. And they were determined not to let that happen again. And we've seen mass censorship 
shadow banning where the you think you're posting, you think your people are, are seeing what you're writing, but in fact, it's, it's hidden from your followers. But Mark Zuckerberg testifying in front of Congress said this. We didn't take a broad enough view of our responsibility, and that was a big mistake. It was my mistake, and I'm sorry. I'm he, sorry. Hey, sorry Donald Trump won. That's what he's sorry about. I'm sorry. All right. I just thought it was interesting to look at the top stories submitted uh, lists by viewers and listeners to NPR. This is their 10 most important political stories. National number one. Public radio. Yes. Brett Kavanaugh, Supreme Court confirmation, their number one story, because, of course, that means the unwinding. I was coming to that. Yep. And uh, but that is their top story. Number two, did Democrat take over of the House in the midterm wave? Number three. Interesting. This wasn't on my list or anybody that I talked to. The Parkland shooting spurs a youth political uh, engagement. Uh, that was their number three. Number four, Trump administration enacts migrant family separation policy. You can tell this list is coming from the left when that's the number one four story. Number five, record number of women run and win in the midterm election. Again, uh, that's a priority of theirs. And that's a great thing. I'd love to see more women involved in uh, business and government. Number six, voter turnout hits a 100 year high for a midterm election. Kind of related to a prior one. Number seven, the White House and the administration chaos and scandals i'm actually scared at this point that is <laughs> they're actually very afraid number eight voter purge efforts long lines in georgia and other election problems number nine the federal deficit jumps 17 percent as tax cuts eat into government revenue Revenue's at an all-time high. And yes, of course, you know, it's like the old, uh, which came first, the chicken or the egg. And finally, number 10, Trump reshapes the federal judiciary as GOP Senate confirms judges at a record rate. That's a good story. That's an important story. And Greg, I want to wish you and our listeners a happy new year. It's been a pleasure to be with you in 2018. And with all of God's blessings, we'll be here this time next year to do 2019 right? and with the help of our sponsors of course and behalf of our sponsors god bless you the most important political office holders of the most important political office in the entire country that of private citizen when you're in an auto accident you want quality repairs done as fast as possible all you need is all-star for 20 years car star all-star collision and corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity so when the inevitable happens to you all you need is CarStar All-Star Collision, 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll, 951-279-9161. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.